I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. Most people aren't as optimized as they think. I know some of these biohackers that I've sent over for a hair test, and they're kind of in a burnout stage. Mineral balancing is where you're going to balance the entire mineral system all at once. And what that does is it sparks your detoxification systems. So Combo is an Amazonian medicine. Currently, it does work really well for autoimmune conditions, Lyme disease, different chronic infections like Epstein-Barr, Babesia. That medicine is going to go into the lymphatic system and then work wherever it's basically trying to go. There's different gut peptides, so those will work in the gut. They have different neuropeptides, so that can pass the blood-brain barrier. You know, that's good for the anxiety and the depression and different things. So the different peptides work in different places. That, everyone, is Matthew Kaufman. He's the host of Integrative Thoughts Podcast, and he's also an advanced combo practitioner specializing in Lyme disease and autoimmune conditions. After years of battling debilitating Lyme disease and autoimmune conditions for himself, it's his passion to help others gain clarity and direction in their condition. In this episode, we talk a little bit about combo. And if you are familiar with this sort of animal medicine, an indigenous medicine where you are putting uh, venom from a toad onto your skin in a very short experience, 15, 20 minutes, but it, you absorb a ton of peptides. And these peptides go throughout your body and, and basically heal you where you need to be healed. We also talk about mineral balancing. We talk about the connection between performance optimization, biohacking, and using some of these, you know, a little bit of fringe practices to help you grow and help you heal and perform at an optimal level. You can find Matthew at integrativethoughts.com and go check out his website that I was a guest on recently. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation because he really knows his stuff and he cares deeply about helping people. And he's my kind of guy. He's my kind of guy. You can always find me at seanmccormick.com. If you feel like giving me a five-star review, I wouldn't be too mad at you. And share this podcast. If you haven't signed up for What's Up Wednesday, which is my weekly four-minute email newsletter sent directly to your email news box with five bullet points of, of wonder, a conspiracy theory, a health headline, a quote, a link to the podcast, and also a massive discount on some cool biohacking gear that I've tested myself. Send me an email, sean at seanmccormick.com. Just send me your email or DM me your email at Instagram. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Matthew Kaufman. I'm here with Matthew Kaufman, who is the host of the Integrative Thoughts podcast and an advanced combo practitioner. Matthew, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Grateful to be here, brother. Glad to uh, turn the tables and come on your show and share what I have to offer. Yeah, it's always fun to 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 be able to do someone else's podcast first and vibe out and then return the favor and have you on mine. And I cannot wait to pick your brain and because there are a couple of really interesting topics that I had not ever thought about in terms of psychedelic experiences and, and performance optimization in terms of minerals, but I want to start with baby steps. So what is Combo? So Combo is an Amazonian medicine. Uh, it's secretion of a frog. Uh, the frog is called Phylomedusa bicolor. There's an old, you know, a lot of these ancestral tribes, they've been passing down wisdom just by word of mouth, right? So you never know exactly if the tradition is true after it goes through time. But the uh, the wise tale, the little folks tale, the ancient rumor, whatever you want to call it, um, is that a shaman, his entire tribe was very sick. And he went into an ayahuasca ceremony 
And then he had a vision of how to heal his tribe. Basically the ceremony, the ayahuasca showed him to go pick the specific frog, how to extract the secretion from the frog, and then how to apply the medicine as well. And then what he did is he healed the entire tribe. So combo has these purgative effects. It has dozens of peptides. I'm not even sure we even know all of the peptides still at this moment. I think we're going to keep continuing to find out more. But as of now, I think they say there's at least dozens of bioactive peptides, which anybody listening to this show who's into biohacking knows all about what peptides are. And they're kind of the new craze. But the combo secretion has dozens of these bioactive peptides. And what you have to do is it seems a little jarring. It seems a little crazy when you explain it to people, but really it's only 20 minutes long. Most people, after, when they're doing it the first time, they're like, why the hell did I sign up for this? You know, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're puking, you're using the bathroom. And then as soon as I wipe the medicine off within three or four minutes, they're usually like, oh, I'd do that again. So it's kind of weird. It's like, it's so funny, like when they're in it. And then every time after that, I think your nervous system kind of, knows what it's getting into same as like a plant medicine ceremony once you kind of do it a few times you kind of learn how to navigate it how to sit with it and it becomes calmer becomes easier so what we do is we take we get the secretion of the frog from the tribe or whoever you get your sticks from you know i can get them through the uh iakp which i was trained through which is like the biggest um combo training internationally and then i have another couple practitioners who we've kind of ended up using some better sticks we think that are even sourced a little bit more um you know it's that's another thing i guess i'll get into that combo is probably a limited supply we're still i'm trying to keep my kind of fingers on the pulse of like are, are we just gonna extract all of the secretion from the frog so i do want to mention that in the beginning i don't know if combo is a forever thing but in the time period that we're in currently, it does work really well for autoimmune conditions, Lyme disease, different chronic infections like Epstein-Barr, Babesia. It seems to be very capable at knocking some of these infections and whatever you want to call them diseases out that even functional medicine has a hard time getting to with a lot of the herbs and the peptides and the IVs. It seems to be able to be very effective for those. And what you have to do is you have to burn superficial gates on someone, usually uh, upper shoulder is what we call like a general treatment. Some people do them around the collarbone, down the spinal cord. You can do different chakra points if you really want to focus on like a sacral point for someone who may have had some sexual trauma. Or if you're looking to do a heart opening ceremony, you might use gates around the heart. But for most people, especially starting out, you either do the forearm or one of the upper shoulders. And that's what we call like a general treatment. And you'll put the medicine on those superficial gates that you burn. I use a little incense to burn, and then you kind of wipe it off. You're just trying to get the top layer of skin off. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't really burn. You're just trying to get the gates open so that when I put the secretion on, that medicine is going to go into the lymphatic system and then work wherever it's basically trying to go. There's different gut peptides, so those will work in the gut. They have different neuropeptides, so that can pass the blood-brain barrier. You know, that's good for the anxiety and the depression and different things. So the different peptides work in different places. And some of us have been kind of gathering. We think that your body absorbs the peptides you need most. So mm. specifically, if you're having a lot of gut distress and food intolerances, you may notice that you'll purge, like physical purge, puking less, but you may go to the bathroom two or three times. 
Or if you don't have as many gut issues, you might purge more. You might get more of the liver bile up and different toxins that can come out instead of using the bathroom. You may not use the bathroom at all. So we're kind of like, it's hard to tell exactly what's going on, but it seems like your body is capable and smart enough to know which peptides it needs, at least in the moment. And then every time you do a new session, that can probably change because over time you may clear up the gut issue and then now you need more of a liver detox or now it's going to work on a different autoimmune style where you're going to purge more or have more of the anxiety lift. So it really depends. It's kind of like psychedelics where you're peeling off layers of the onion, you know, one session, maybe all someone needs if they're in perfect health and they're just trying to try it out. But when you're working with more of these autoimmune people, you're going to obviously do multiple sessions over time, you know, give their t body time to uh, basically detox afterwards because you're going to move a lot around within the session and not all of it's going to come out in the bucket or in the toilet your body, your liver, your kidney is still going to process a lot of that. So if you have an autoimmune condition or Lyme, we are going to give you breaks in between, even if that's just a short week and then do another session. You can do multiple sessions day after day, but it might be a little tougher on the system for someone who's already working through a lot of Epstein-Barr or Lyme. So long story short, it's an Amazonian medicine. You're going to purge, you get really hot it's almost like a quick cardio session, but at the end of the day, it's only on for 20 minutes and you'll purge, you'll use the bathroom and has a lot of benefits on the back end. I also keep it very ceremonial with the Amazonian music, the sage, we use Sananga, we use Hape. I can get into any of that if you'd like as well. Mm, okay. So you show up, you hang out, you do, you know, cl clearing of the space and then a practitioner makes gates which are these little burn marks with incense um on your skin and then you scrape onto these burn marks the actual uh secretion from this little toad onto those little burn marks and for as long as those are on there you have that experience and then as soon as you wipe them off your your experience is done is that is that yeah, yeah and that's actually a good point to kind of uh reiterate there because it's different than mushrooms or ayahuasca. Like once the dose is taken, it's done. There's no, if you're having a crazy hard experience on five grams of mushrooms, the, the it's not done until it's done. You're just going to have to figure out how to work through that. Or you and your guide are going to have to figure out how to get you back into balance to finish out that session with combo. If somebody really starts to feel hot and it's just a little too tough for them, they can say, will you please take it off? And if mm -hmm. I never second guess that, I'll take it off. And and soon as I might say, are you sure? Like give them like 30 seconds because sometimes they really panic. And so I'm like, you know, are you sure? And then if they are sure, I always wipe it off. Within two, three minutes, they lay down. They're usually pretty good. So that's the good thing about combo is once you don't really have to commit like you do other psychedelics. Today's episode is brought to you by The Amino Co., the most cutting-edge, rigorously researched amino acid formulations in the world, and they have an absolute insane offer for you if you keep listening to this ad. With over 30 years of experience and over 500 medical research papers published, it's my go-to for recovery and muscle building. As an optimal performing biohacking dad with BJJ and a ridiculously busy schedule, I want to put the best quality stuff in my body that I can. 
I use the AminoCo's 100% science-backed formula called HEAL the day after especially strenuous 90-minute Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training sessions. My 40-year-old body gets pretty banged up competing with 20-year-old studs, and HEAL helps my body recover faster than anything else I've taken. The AminoCo's HEAL blend is 100% science-backed, and it was originally formulated based on research funded by NASA. Heal is three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. Let me repeat that. Three times more efficient than even the best quality grass-fed beef I can find. If you want to check out their science or try any of my favorite products for yourself, head to AminoCo.com forward slash OPP and use the code OPP for 30% off. That's AminoCo.com forward slash OPP and use the code OPP for 30% off. An insane offer for a world-class product. Fascinating. I'm, you know, this is, this is one that I have not tried yet, although I've, you know, I've, I've been watching for a long, long time. And I think that it's, it, you know, I feel called to it. I think it's my time here coming up. Um, what do the studies, I mean, I can't assume that there are clinical trials, double blind placebo controlled studies around this, but what, what research, if any, um, substantiates this sort of detoxifying effect and help with autoimmune issues? So science is definitely limited. There's not much money to be made from pharmaceutical companies. They do know the power of the peptides. There's actually a lot of different pharma companies that have had to, they've tried to basically extract these peptides in a lab and they can't get them to work. My thought process is, I think there's like 70 different patents or something like that around these combo peptides, but they can't get them to work in like a pill form. My thought process is they all are needed in a synergistic fashion. Hmm. For instance, maybe the neuropeptides allow the blood brain barrier to open a little bit and then allow more peptides to get in. But if you only have the one peptide that does a certain, uh, you know, mechanism of action within the body, that peptide by itself may not have the same accesses with all the peptides at once. So that's where I think that they're trying to be very reductionist, you know, just like they always are within big pharma and say, this peptide works for this. Let's try to extract it, make it in a lab, give it to a person. And so far they haven't got that to work. Um, there are a couple small studies, I believe. Um, there's a pretty good one. Honestly, my buddy Todd has probably the best website. If anybody really wants to dive into combo, you can look at my website. There's a bunch of info, but his name's Todd Shipman, and his website has a lot of the science. Uh, it's called moderncombo.com. Um, he's worked with a lot of the top biohackers, some Olympic athletes. He's really who I lean on for my information whenever I'm unsure about to work with a client or if he's ever seen somebody who's been on this kind of medication or has he worked with a certain person who has liver disease or this or that, all the things that come up in the Western world. So I really lean on him because he's done like thousands of ceremonies. And so um, his website's really great, Modern Combo. There's a study on there, breaks down a lot of the peptides, what they do, uh, the names, all of that's there. So, but there is no backing on it. And uh, our friend Caitlin as well, she's been kind of getting some funding and working with some universities to try to get a few white papers out as well. But I don't think those are out yet. Hmm. With any, with any and all of this stuff, I always think about the first guy to try this. I always think about the first, you know, the, the, 
the first humanoid ape that picked up a mushroom out of a yak patty in this desert of Africa and decided to eat a whole bunch of these, you know, mushrooms he saw grown out of cow pie. And similarly to the sort of origin story, the genesis of, the, uh, of, of combo, this guy that's like, you know what, I'm going to go find this frog. I'm going to squeeze its back. I'm going to collect this secretion and then I'm going to burn you, or maybe I'm going to try it on myself first, burn my skin and then put this stuff into my skin. And it's going to help me or cure me of this thing that's ailing me. It's just like, it blows the mind, you know, like the origins of ayahuasca are, are told that, that the tobacco actually told, uh, the, the, the Shipibo people, uh, working with the tobacco, the tobacco told the shaman, Hey, you got to go get this leaf way over here, you know? two, three miles away. And then you got to go over and find this vine and you got to, you know, cut this vine and then you got to brew these two things together. It's just, it's just so incredible. And I think that the, that the mystery of this, of the origin kind of adds to the mystique and the interest. Have you ever, have you ever worked with someone who actually went out and, and during ceremony or after ceremony, like went and had to go use the bathroom and you could actually see parasites in their stools? So I personally, obviously I'm never in the bathroom with my clients. I shut the door. I wait outside. I'd be respectful. I would imagine you would see more of that, like in the Amazon because they're just outdoors. It's, you know, they probably walk around naked more than we do. So I respect privacy and don't really look. They usually flush the toilet before I'm in there, but I have heard different uh, stories of people who did take a look and they've seen that. And then uh, Todd, my buddy I was talking about, he's had some of the purges analyzed by doctors as well, like took samples to them. And I believe he said there's like, you know, you'll see mold in there. You'll see candida, you'll see yeast, you'll see all these type of overgrowths that we tend to get in our gut that'll come out within there. Obviously it's super yellow or it can be dark green. If you're really toxic, it can be really like dark brown and dark, dark yellow. You'll see it. You'll know the people who are super toxic and who are having a tougher time getting that up. The bile and the bucket will, will be, you know, just a lot nastier than someone who's a little bit more clean, kind of a biohacker has done a lot of saunas and detoxes. So not always though, some of the biohackers still have a tough time too. They have a lot more toxins than they actually believe they do. You know what I mean? And so there has been a little bit of uh, people trying to figure out what exactly comes out in there. But one thing I will say is you'll notice a dramatic just like increase in gut function after a ceremony. My wife says it all the time. Like it feels like you can tolerate food you couldn't tolerate. It feels like digestion is just super smooth, super clean. You feel really grounded and center and stable. And um, I don't, I just know the peptides are working. They even work if you just do a microdose incredible and that's incredible i i there a, a friend of mine locally here uh, in seattle uh travis Bodick, who I, I did a podcast episode with one day it was i think it was a year and a half maybe two years ago and we talked about you know tons of different we just it was like this we smattered and we talked about sananga and rape and combo and ayahuasca and silawaska we just kind of like danced around and, and i was talking to him and he's he actually sets up um, like a strainer in the toilet, not only for himself, but for, for people who, who are working through, you know, serious issues. 
and especially parasites. And he'll set up a strainer in the toilet for people who actually want to see what comes out. And he says that he sees it all the time. He sees like liver flukes and hookworms that actually come out through the stools during combo ceremonies. And to me, the, the, the potential of that application of because because the peptides are one thing and that's fascinating unto itself but the fact that you could sit and in 20 minutes have this this intense experience that 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 pulls out because we know that hookworms and liver flukes they hide that's what parasites do they they hide in you know in the lining of the gut or they'll hide in folds in your sort of internal organs and and that's the whole point is that you don't know that they're there you can't see them you can't feel them you know but I did a a, a really intense episode with uh, David Avocado Wolf, where we talked about parasites and how they control your mind and control your cravings. And that's what parasites do. And to think that you can sit down and sweat and get amped up and edgy and have the sort of like, oh boy, experience for 20 minutes, and then go use the bathroom and literally excrete 15, 20, 60 of these parasites that are inside of your body is absolutely incredible to me. Um, period. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to specifically combo and its application for optimal performance, you know, uh, I'm I'm constantly uh, sort of trying to understand the dichotomy between ancient practices that help us improve our performance and cutting edge sort of biohacking technology. I think the psychedelics is biohacking. You know, I think that the shaman are biohackers unto themselves because they're using technology. They're using tools and substances and compounds and salves and powders and stuff to, 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 to heal the body or to amplify energy. Can you tell me a little bit about how combo fits in this role for optimal performance yeah for sure i think if that's you know that's the two different crowds you'll normally get is going to be mostly going to be people who have the anxiety or the depression or may have heard that it helps for mold or you know that's more so who you get but then you get the other people who are biohackers who have done some psychedelic experiences this is like a sister medicine or a brother medicine to one of those kind of more of an animal medicine than a plant medicine but it kind of gets lumped into that category with everything so once you try out psilocybin or ayahuasca you may eventually say okay well, i'll try a combo session as well and what we see is the anti-inflammatory effects are potent like i had so much pain when i had lime all down my spine and my back and my hips um and i would do a combo session and it would just be gone wiped away so if you're already in optimal state you get a little bit more of that um, anti-inflammatory effect you're going to get deeper sleep if you're wearing an aura ring or a whoop or something you'll probably notice a good increase in hrv whether that's from better sleep or less inflammation i'm not really sure but we will see a lot of people's hrv jump up and then your workouts usually about the week after you can go pretty intense. Like you feel just calmer. You feel like the nervous system can handle quite a bit more. Um, Todd that I spoke about works with a lot of Olympic athletes. They'll do some of these sessions before they go perform. I don't know if it's a couple of days before, like four days before, something like that. And so they do it, they purge, they get all the peptides in their system. 
and then they go perform whatever it is that they do within the Olympics or their, you know, sport or whatever athletic performance that they're doing. And it's just seems to be pretty amazing. And it works like wonders every single time that I do a ceremony, which isn't as often as when I had Lyme, I notice that I just have more energy, just want to get more done, hit the gym a little harder. So anybody who's really into like weight training or cardio, they definitely should take some time, do a combo ceremony, reset. You're not going to go out and run that day. You're going to be a little depleted the day of, take a nap, chill, integrate, maybe for that day and the next day. But then after that, see how your workouts feel. I think you'll notice a big difference. Incredible. Is it legal? Um, it is. Actually, I guess I wouldn't really know what to call it. It's kind of a gray area. It's just not even classified at all. It's like not on the radar. So technically, you could just, I can travel with it, whatever. If I get caught with it, I mean, maybe customs would take it if they were kind of weirded out and didn't know what it was. But I don't think that I can personally get in trouble not think i can't i think australia or new zealand something like that they did just ban it which is a little scary because maybe that might start a trend of other countries looking into it and i really believe that the only issues that we you can read about online with combo is the intake of water so if you work with somebody i highly recommend getting someone who has been trained like at least by the IAKP or something to that nature. Because if you just go learn in a couple of days in the jungle, they have a lot of different problems here in the Western world than they do in the jungle. They don't even always use water in the jungle. They make these little special soups or, you know, different things that they use down there. We've kind of adopted this specific amount of water in the Western world and through the training. But if you give too much water, you can cause hyponatremia, which is going to cause an electrolyte imbalance, and it can really start to swell the brain and be fatal. And there's been a few instances of that, but it's always with an untrained practitioner, someone who just learned how to do it online, or they just learned from a buddy, or I don't really know where they've learned it from. But in training, there's specific guidelines. They hammer it home on how much water you can give, and then you can give a little bit more water if they purge it up. But what happens with these people who have had the, you know, going to the hospital or they've actually died is the person just keeps giving them more water to try to get them to purge. And that's not how it's supposed to be done. You have a set amount of water you can give. Then if the client purges up quite a bit of that water and they're dry heaving, then you can start to give them some more, but not until that initial purge comes up because you mm -hmm. can start to cause that hyponatremia. So Caveat there, if you read anything online about these type of fatal instances with combo, that's usually what it is. Maybe connect the dots for us in terms of the the line and and what what brought you to it. You know, like what what do we know or what do we think we know about about how it works for you know something as 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 pervasive or as common as Lyme disease? Yeah, that I'm still trying to connect the dots on, honestly, it, you know, especially because we don't know a lot about some of these peptides that are in there, but we do know that they're antiparasitic, like we spoke about, antibacterial, antifungal. It's kind of like a broad spectrum antibiotic, but that doesn't wipe out all the good stuff that you need. And then the peptides actually can stay in the system for like 30 days. 
So what we see is obviously someone with Lyme needs a little bit more support. I'm give, I'm putting them on a PEMF mat that has Schumann resonance on it, has red light on it, that tries to keep them really grounded. They're doing less of a dose, obviously, because they're going to be moving around a lot more, I'm giving them binders and liver support. So that's where the advanced practitioner training that I took comes into play. But I'm not exactly sure. I just think it's the peptides that have that broad spectrum kind of microbial action. And it's kind of like this foreign thing, like herbs are just little by little trying to get in there and they create biofilms and they're really tricky. And it just takes a lot of sessions. And, you know, I still believe a lot of people with Lyme have to look at the heavy metal exposure. That's just my, after dealing with it for years, I think that most of them have an underlying heavy metal issue that combo will get some of them out. But I think you may have to further your heavy metal detoxification and that's where the minerals come into play. But if you don't have that heavy metal exposure and you're just dealing with some Lyme issues that's causing some inflammation and some brain fog, I think Combo can be a really good tool for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Health Coach Institute, created by the godfather of the paleo and primal movement, Mark Sisson, with the mission to develop highly skilled health coaches who can make their passion for health a fulfilling and abundant career. The Primal Health Coach Institute is a program renowned for offering the most in-depth and up-to-date ancestral health education in the world. It doesn't just create health experts, it certifies health coaches who are true catalysts for behavior change by providing robust coaching education that empowers you to coach with confidence. What I think is one of the most important aspects of the Primal Health Coach Institute is business knowledge and marketing resources that ensure their certified Primal Health Coaches have the best business know-how and marketing resources to thrive in the wellness industry. Go to primalhealthcoach.com forward slash optimal performance and use the code optimal25 for 25% off tuition. That's primalhealthcoach.com forward slash optimal performance and use the code OPTIMAL25 for 25% off tuition. Go check it out. Okay, let's go down the minerals rabbit hole because this okay. I have plenty of time for this. You said something that that absolutely blew my mind around, well, I'm, I, don't, I'm not, I don't even want to set it up too much because, because the way that you explained it to me is fascinating. So let's talk about minerals in the body and the effect and feeling that we get through specific or variable psychedelic experiences and uh, connecting the dots there because this is i've never heard this before and i thought <laughs> I, I thought i was pretty informed yeah so this is a working theory that a few of us had and we're still trying to there's not studies around it but this is kind of what i believe is happening so to start off let's just talk about minerals i think to get a good gauge of your mineral status, you need to be getting hair tissue mineral analysis tests done. The difference with doing that in blood work to me is a night and day. So your blood work panel is going to just be kind of like a snapshot in time. And the body likes to keep the blood as clean as possible. This is why you can't detect heavy metals unless you've had a recent exposure because the body's gonna start pushing those into organs. It wants it out of the blood. The blood needs to be stable and clean to keep you alive. So when you're doing blood work, you're just getting that snapshot. And we know anybody who's a biohacker, a uh, night of drinking, a night of stress, whatever food you may have ate, all of that can kind of manipulate your blood work. There's a reason that you have to be fasted when you get a lot of blood work, right? Because a lot of little 
minor things that you don't think are that really that big of a deal can play a role in blood work. So I like the HTMA because it's a tissue biopsy that shows you what's going on at the cellular level. And it's a three month average. Usually if you've been waited three months to, between hair tests, which is pretty, pretty standard, you know, you do it like quarterly. I do mine a little bit uh, sooner because this is my first year doing the mineral balancing protocol. And I've noticed that mine shift around two months. So I've been doing them a little bit sooner, but for most people, usually around quarterly is pretty good. So when you get that average, I think it gives you a better indicator of what is actually going on within the system. And then from there, it's not as black and white as people think as far as you have low magnesium, so just give more magnesium. That's not really the case. Or you have high calcium, you shouldn't take calcium. That's not the case at all. We give everybody calcium on a mineral balancing protocol. And I'm not doing it yet. I'm in the uh, actual uh, practitioner training right now. I'll probably be done in like three or four months. So just to say, I'm not doing that, but I've worked with some of these people that I showed you on Instagram and I asked them lots of questions and been picking their brain all year. So I have a good idea of what's going on with this test. And people want to do replacement theory is what they call it. What I just explained, like low magnesium, give more magnesium. And that's not really the case because maybe it's B6. Maybe B6 is what you don't, what you need to absorb more of the magnesium, or maybe some of the heavy metal exposure is what's causing some of these uh, levels to be inconsistent or not where you want to be optimal. And for honestly, uh, most people aren't as optimized as they think. I know some of these biohackers that I've sent over for a hair test and they're kind of in a burnout stage and, but they're taking so many supplements and they have their PMF mat and they have their sauna. So they feel pretty good and they're getting things done. But at the end of the day, they still have some heavy metal exposures and things like that. And so mineral balancing is where you're going to balance the entire mineral system all at once. And what that does is it sparks your detoxification systems. Because basically everybody, there's not a single practitioner that I've asked who said, hey, once you take people through mineral balancing, have you ever found anybody who didn't have heavy metal toxicity? Not one of them has ever seen a person who doesn't have heavy metal toxicity. Every single practitioner says heavy metals are like the root cause of everything. And what it is, is we've became so mineral depleted. The soils, the topsoils, I'm sure you've done shows around this where we know that the food just doesn't contain what it used to contain. And then you add on more work hours, more stress, and then we're even more depleted. So then what happens, right? The body needs something to sit in that enzymatic site. So this is what's called ionic mimicry. The heavy metal that's closest to that mineral on the periodic chart will take place of where that mineral is supposed to be. Your body wants it to be a mineral. You know, it doesn't want it to be mercury or lead or cadmium. But the problem is when we're mineral deficient, It'll take whatever it needs because something has to be in that enzyme binding site or you'll die. Where I think there's something like 70 trillion enzymatic functionings going on at like every single moment inside of your body. And so as you start to mineral balance, you really have some severe detox reactions. And this is where I really started to see all the parasites come out. I believe parasites are opportunistic characters and creatures, and they're just there almost to help because they're feeding on the metals. And so when you do just a parasite cleanse, these herbal cleanses, and you're not trying to bind or grab some of that metals that are going to be released up, I think you can actually get worse. 
And mm. the real way to do a parasite cleanse is to remove the metals through doc detoxification. And then as the immune system starts to ramp up, you'll just eliminate them on your own because your body now has the power and the energy that it needs to just get rid of the parasites. And so back to the question at hand when it comes to psychedelics is most people who are in a stage of burnout, they create. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I, before, uh -huh. we, before we tie it together, I want to, I want to keep going on this because yeah. uh, uh, this is, I, as you have mentioned, this is probably, this affects everybody. Um, we, we, we can't avoid, you know, eating food out of tin cans or drinking sodas or, you know, exposure to heavy metals in, in food products and supplements and stuff like that. And so what you're telling me is, is that even before you try to do some sort of uh, anti-parasitic protocol, you know, whether it's uh, Para-X or whatever, you know, fill in the blank, rugs, whatever, before you do a para, uh, an anti-parasite protocol, you're telling me that, that you should do a heavy metal detox beforehand because if you pull the parasites out, you're going to break loose the heavy metals and then that's going to cause problems. Do I have that right? Yeah, it's what I they call, you know, like redistribution. So say the metal that the parasite was feeding on was in the kidney or in some various tissue and then you kill that parasite. Well, now the metal might migrate to the brain or somewhere more severe, correct? You know, so... You don't want to just do all these parasite cleanses. I did a lot of them. Honestly, I, uh, for those who don't know, I had Lyme. We didn't really get into that. That's why I am so passionate about Lyme and the metals and what really what makes all of that work. So I was seeing Dr. Minkoff for my Lyme. It was like a $20,000 Lyme disease treatment with IVs. And I was out there twice a week and I had like 50 supplements in my kitchen. And I was doing these crazy herbal parasite protocols. Not once did I ever see a parasite in the toilet until I started mineral balancing. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, out there at the doctor's office, they go, well, you know, a lot of the parasites are microscopic and you might not see them. So I was just doing the protocol like, like he told me to, you know, 50 supplements a day, all these crazy herbs. And, uh, you know, I thought maybe I got rid of them all. You know, maybe they're just, you know, microscopic, like they said not the case. Once I started detoxing the metals and really getting my body back in balance, tons, probably hundreds over the past six months have came out. I mean, they're just, we're like nonstop with no herbal, you know, anything involved, just minerals and vitamins. So your, your ability to release the heavy metals then leads to the power of your own body to purge or excrete the parasite. Yeah, you, you know, when you have mercury in place of a beneficial mineral, you're probably looking at 5, 10, 15% cellular function in comparison to 100% cellular function if you have the actual beneficial mineral in place of that heavy metal. So they're holding on to it so that the enzymatic functions can still work, but you're looking at anywhere like five, 10, 15%, really, really low. And when you have that going on, you're going to see a lot of the problems that we have in the world today, depression, ADHD. I believe all of this stuff is linked back to heavy metals and mineral deficiencies. 
it's a little scary to be honest with you. I mean, it is because because I think even even for those of us who are paying really close attention to detoxification pathways and you know eating whole foods and really living in an optimized lifestyle, like I haven't done a heavy metal detox ever, you know, um, and I'm a little freaked out of the fact that maybe I should. And what's going to happen when I do, you know, and leading to a, a, a parasite cleanse, you know, I, I have a suspicion that, uh, I mean, we all have parasites, right? I, ha I have a dog, you know, I, we lived in the woods for, for years and, you know, so it's around, but it, it's a little, it's a little spooky. You know, I feel like, you know, I put it, I'm putting in good minerals. I'm supplementing with quality minerals and, you know, I'm eating the Brazil nuts and I'm taking the element and I'm, you know, AG1 in the morning and all these, all these things, but I, I'm, you know, I need to let some stuff go too. It's just a, it's a little, he it's a little heady for me personally. And I also, you know, follow enough people on, uh, on Instagram to see, you know, sort of the effects that it has on people, you know, this woman detox mama, I don't know if you've seen her, but she, you know, she does uh, parasite cleanses with her kids and she's talking about all these different symptoms that little kids have, you know, dark circles under your eyes or like bumps on the back of your uh, upper arms, you know, and, um, you know, um, uh, hypersensitive to stimulation, you know, loud noises, can't sleep, you know, peeing the bed, you know, all of these things. And, you know, with, uh, with kids my age at 10 and seven who eat really clean and don't drink tap water and meditate and, you know, do all these things, you know, like it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a little scary. It's a little overwhelming. Well, before we, before we continue the mineral conversation in, in terms of the effect that, that psychedelics can have, because I think it's fascinating, like where, where do you suggest people should go? What's, what would be the first step? You know, you get the analysis the hair analysis or whatever, and then what? Do you have a specific protocol or product that you think that, that is the best? So you want to make sure that you are working with a practitioner who follows the work of Dr. Paul Eck. And then it's been, the protocol has even been taken a little bit further by uh, Dr. Lawrence Wilson. I will say this right on your podcast. A lot of the practitioners have kind of backed away from Dr. Lawrence Wilson he has some pretty bizarre articles on his website that have kind of went off the deep end, but what he's done for this protocol is still amazing. He added in coffee enemas and saunas, and he's really, he's written like 800 and something articles about like every different supplement that's on the protocol. So he does have some of the best information, but sadly they don't really know what I've never met him personally, but a lot of the great practitioners that I know backed away and took their name off of his website and things like that. So I don't know what happened there. If I um, I have to know what, where did he go? Like, what did he, did, did he, he's got, did, he, did he talk about vaccines and alienate people there? He talks about like every woman's been raped, whether they know it or not. And there's rogues living amongst us, which I'm not totally against a lot of the entity stuff obviously if you ever done a plant medicine you you truly believe they are some here some you know it's not like i'm just writing them off for no reason but he's like saying a lot of absurd bizarre things that you know can't really be proven and i think it does taint the actual program and the efficacy of it you know so he just has a lot of you'd have to look it up he's got you know a bunch of stuff about every woman's got stds and he gets calls and signs from this um 
you know, from, the, from a source where he gives this information and, you know, I'm not against any of that, but some of it just seems a bit out there. He's either really floating above everybody or he's 80% crazy and 20% a genius, you know, and sometimes geniuses are crazy and, you know, they can yeah. be maybe overtaken by whatever, or maybe he just knows something really, really deep and spiritual that we really don't know. But um, just for the record, some people have backed away from him, but he has basically taken the protocol to a new level from what Dr. Paul Eck did, because that was back, I think in like the fifties or sixties where Dr. Paul Eck did like hundreds of thousands of these hair tests. And then as time went on, what happened? We got more toxic, more environmental exposures have came in into. So now we realize people, while they're doing this, like you might need to do two enemas a day as you're moving around so much more than what was happening when Dr. Paul Eck was doing the program. Mm. And then now I've added in saunas and, you know, PMF mats, ozone, whatever you want to do, but definitely the enemas and the saunas help because we're moving around way more than what people used to. Some people can only handle like one or two of the supplements in the beginning. They're super, super sensitive. Like I know a girl who's like was breaking one of the multivitamin tablets into three pieces and taking that when usually you take like three to six a day full mm -hmm. capsule. So people can be really sensitive in the beginning and you have to work with them. And so you want to find somebody who's doing mineral balancing and not replacement theory, in my opinion. So that's usually a Dr. Paul Eck, Dr. Uh, Lawrence Wilson, Susan Cache is my uh, lady that I'm doing practitioner course. She's absolutely amazing. She worked with Dr. Lawrence Wilson for like 17 years or something like that. And you want to make sure they're sending it to, uh, there's two labs, I think in the U S one's for sure. Analytical research labs where they don't wash the hair because when they wash the hair before the test, you can kind of get rid of some of the sodium and potassium. You can kind of the, the water soluble minerals will lose and it'll skew the test. Hmm. But then you want to make sure so you really have somebody who knows how to read it. And that's tough. I really only know, like, I mean, I'm not to say that there's not way more. There probably is. But I know, like, six practitioners that I think really do it well, you know. And I lean on them for information because it's not just about the levels. Between different ratios, you can tell adrenal function, thyroid function, you know, the sodium potassium levels, like, you know, the ratios matter as much as the actual levels. So you're trying to get to the optimal level of everything, but you're also looking at all of the ratios and trying to manipulate those all at one time. And that's going to facilitate some detox. And it, it sucks. There was a couple months there where I didn't know if I could really keep it up. I was just barely pushing through. I don't know how my podcasts were sounding. Uh, everyone seemed to like them still, but I just was really needed a bunch of nootropics and then would just like pass out after the show. Like I was having a tough time and I, I definitely say it's not for everybody. You know, it takes a good two, three years to get everything out of your system. They always say at least two to three years wow. to kind of really get back into balance. And then if you keep going, you'll go. But I will say I'm about seven, eight months in right now. And I think I'm hitting a stride. Like, I think the detox symptoms are getting a lot easier. I'm thinking a lot clearer. I, I don't need naps every day. Like I was there for a few months. It was just like every day I had to do a new calm to kind of get myself back into balance. Like my nervous system was just rattled. Lots of mercury coming out, lots of cadmium, lead, arsenic. So you see it on the chart and then you see the parasites in the toilet. So, I mean, that was really my motivation to just keep going with it. Right. Because I had been through the ringer with all of the Lyme and all the different doctors I had seen. And it's funny, like they don't ask, they do ask your symptoms, your practitioner will, but that doesn't change the protocol. That's what I think is so unique about this. 
at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have PCLS or Hashimoto's, this or that, they'll take it into consideration a little bit. But at the end of the day, the protocol is just based off the chart and the ratios and what you need to do. And then the diet's different, whether you're in what they call slow oxidation or fast oxidation. Basically, you know, a fast oxidizer burns through the energy a little bit faster. So they'll give that person a little bit more fat in the diet to kind of slow down the oxidation rate. And people in slow oxidation are a little bit more burnt out. So they might need a little bit more healthy carbs just for energy. Mm -hmm. And over time, you can change. You know, I went from slow oxidation and now I'm in fast. So I've noticed I dramatically have craved way less sweets since I went into fast oxidation. I um, do not want as much protein as I did in slow oxidation. I want more fats. I don't care about the sweets or the carbs. It, it's really just went in alignment with what they told me was going to happen. Oh, fascinating. Oh, man. This, it, it's this, you know, stuff like this. <clears throat> and it's like, I need to just go back to school, you know, <laughs> like I, it's like a whole college course, you know, to, to learn this stuff and to get good at it and to understand it. And, and I come from the frame of thought that this is, this is actual medicine. This is actual healthcare, you know, allopathic, you know, is trying to, you know, reduce symptoms through, you know, petroleum based Rockefeller medicine, and that ain't working. <clears throat> it's not working. We're sicker than we've ever been in the Western world. We're fatter. We're more tired. We're more depressed. And and so I think that you are probably 10, 20, maybe 30 years ahead of, of, of the curve when it comes to like real integrative medicine. And this stuff is really important. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to like try to wrap my brain around that. So now let's talk a little bit about, about this, this sort of dynamic between uh, the minerals that we have and our experience in psychedelia in psychedelics and, and how we feel about them and why we like them as it pertains to uh, minerals. Well, I think we like them just in general. I think they probably were a natural part of a, of ancestral living, even with really good mineral status. I believe they probably invite invited in a lot of insight, innovation, you know, more connection to nature, all the things that we experience still even being mineral imbalanced and depleted. So I think it's definitely, I like to talk about both of these things, because I think that honestly, minerals right now, and the way that they're making a comeback, I think people are still missing the mark, they're doing the Sheila Jeets, they're doing they're doing mineral drops, they're feeling better from that. But a real mineral balancing protocol will have you feeling worse in the beginning and then better in the end. So everyone's kind of chasing symptoms, I believe, in the biohacking sphere as well, because they only want to take supplements that actually make them feel better. Instead of realizing that to detoxify and to get better long term, you're going to have to feel worse in the beginning. But that being said, um, I think that these mineral imbalances play a role in why we want the psychedelic experience in the first place. And one thing that I told you about before we started the show is what we call a calcium shell. So it's a really elevated calcium to magnesium ratio, which almost everybody has. And that doesn't mean we don't give calcium. Like I said earlier, calcium is very calming for the nervous system. You need it. It's going to displace a lot of these um, toxic metals in the bone and things like that. But when you have a calcium shell, it's standard. You can basically ask a client, like, when's the last time you cried? Like when, when do you, do you show emotion? Cause the calcification of the soft tissues is a hardening of the body. It's like an armor. 
And it's an armor that we've created, whether it's from emotional trauma, stress, the mineral depletion, the heavy metals, all the things that are causing the stress of the system, EMFs, just, I mean, all of it's just on top of us at once. So to harden ourselves and for survival, we create this calcification of the soft tissues. And that's just a calcium shell. It makes it really tough to be connected emotionally, to show yourself, to be, you actually have the thoughts deep inside of you. Like, you know, you should have a conversation with your wife or you should compliment her or you should be a better father or mother, but the calcium shell doesn't allow you to express yourself in the way that it would if you had that more of a balance. And so what I think happens during a psychedelic ceremony is that we crack open that calcium shell for the moment. So we go into these places because we realize we can't connect emotionally because we're not doing the things that we want. And then so we go and we mount this dramatic shift all at once, which I'm totally not against, but I think it blows open that calcium shell in the moment. But then once you come down from the ceremony and the after effects wear off, you know, sometimes I can linger for a few weeks, you can feel good for a few weeks, then you go back to baseline, right? And you may even be worse because calcium and magnesium are antagonistic and a stressful ceremony, although it feels amazing in the moment is definitely got to be a little stressful on the body. I wouldn't say it's a walk in the park, you know, you really go through it. So I think that might even cause more of a magnesium loss. So you could actually even invert that ratio a tad bit further by doing the ceremony. And so if you're super depleted and then you go into the ceremony where you burst that open and you get a little glimpse of how you should act in the world, how you should be emotionally, how you should connect with people. And then you go back into an even more depleted state and you can't act on what you've just received. That's going to be more depressing than had you never went into the ceremony at all, because you would have, you wouldn't have known what you don't know, but now the door has been opened, but then you go right back into the calcium shell. So what happens? We want to microdose or we want to go back to the jungle. We want to do something that makes us feel how we felt when we cracked that calcium shell open. So no studies on that, but that's just my working theory because so many people on their charts have this calcium shell. And I think it's the reason why when you talk to certain people who have been down and worked with shamans, they have a really tough time actually healing Westerners. They're like, you know, the people in the tribe, you can do one session. They're amazing. They're good. They don't run to it every day unless they're really being like trained as a shaman. They just do it periodically when they feel necessary to reconnect. But Westerners, they're really not getting rid of the heavy metals. They're not having the minerals balanced. That's going to stabilize their emotion. And then they're just trying to use the medicine as the cure-all. That being said, while I was sick, using the medicines for me did help me heal childhood trauma. And so had I not done that, maybe I wouldn't be where I am today. Maybe I wouldn't have had the power to push on. So not to say that it can't be beneficial, even if you are in that burnt out, depleted state, because it was for me. But I do think if you're not strategically supplementing, like, you know, as I was sick, I was always taking magnesium. I was always taking minerals and different vitamins, you know, to kind of what I thought bring myself back into balance. And not everyone's doing that. So if you're not like this biohackery type research type and you come out even more depleted, you can have a more difficult time because you don't want to go right back to the person that you were. That's depressing. 
it was easier to just be the person you were and never have the experience. So if you come back out of it even more burnt out or the same burnout you were already in, which is what happened to me. But like I said, I did heal some childhood trauma. I worked through a lot of things. You know, I cried for the first time in a long time. So it did help me on an emotional level, but I would always feel more depleted than when I went in. And I think that's what's happening. So maybe maybe connect the dots a little bit further for me in in how these psychedelic experiences, whether it be ayahuasca or I mean maybe maybe it's just tribal, you know, maybe it's Wachuma, ayahuasca, um, ibogaine, and not you know LSD and psilocybin. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't I don't know. But but maybe connect the dots between how you think that these psychedelic experiences like break through that sort of calcium shell? Is it, is it, is it psychosocial? Is it emotional or, or is it chemical? That is the working theory that we're still <laughs> trying to get to the bottom of because there's no studies around this, right? We're trying to look at the way they act on the brain, but it's just, it seems to be what, I don't know. It's just kind of like a natural intuitive state. Uh, my buddy, Hamid Jabbar, he's called the mineral shaman on Instagram. If you want to look him up, He's got a working theory around this. He could probably explain it a little bit better, but it just makes total sense that that emotional block really for most people lets down really, really. I mean, if you can have more of an emotional purge after you detox the metals and get the minerals balanced, then the physical, you'll be like, damn, I, I want to go back to the physical symptoms. The emotional part's harder than the physical. And that's all just from shifting those minerals and getting that calcium back where it needs to be. And, you know, calcium is technically concrete, you know, that's, that's what it is. So when you have that in your soft tissues everywhere, you're just very hardened and you know that these medicines are very feminine, they're soft. I believe that they're cracking something open or allowing you at least to bypass that in the moment. Mm -hmm. There's something going on there where it's either cracking open the calcification of the pineal gland or, um, maybe just removing it out of the way momentarily because you have ingested these medicines and then I think if you can go back to that same state. So we'll need some more studies to really connect the dots on it. But I know calcium plays a big role in emotions. And I think that's probably the reason that people keep running back and they can't seem to balance out afterwards. So they need another ceremony. They're getting that effect and it, they like it and they get clarity and then they go back to their life. I mean, and this is this is a huge part of of, of what I do is do something with that experience that you just had. What is it? How is it meaningful to you? Why? How is it useful? What are you willing to change? And how do you get your, how do you elevate your vibration so that, so what you had an, you know, enlightened experience, this, uh, this like light bulb moment that made you understand who, who you are. And then you go back to like drinking beer with your buddies all day, Saturday and Sunday during football season and all the habits come back and, and all this stuff like, yeah, I think I think that there's there's a lot that we don't know and and there's a lot that we may never know, you know, these 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 tribal cultures all over the world who have been working with this substance, you know, they they say that the ayahuasca isn't the thing. It's not it's not the thing. It's it's a it's a tool to open up the pathways so that you can learn and absorb and clear out um the energies from master plants, you know, um, Ajo, Sacha, Pino, Blanco, these, these master plants in the jungle that are used to either like, you know, detoxify your system or fortify your, your spiritual energy. And, and this, and this is, you know, we're getting heady here, but 
if you can't measure it, then you can't really have a hypothesis on it. You know, we this reductionist materialist worldview that that we have in the West that has really overtaken all of science and has now become scientism is like, well, show me the double-blind placebo-controlled study and then I'll have an opinion on it. It's like, well, how do you measure love? You know, how do you measure peace? How do you measure, you know, um, um, joy in your life, satisfaction, right? It's not a chemical, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not dopamine and serotonin. It's not acetylcholine and GABA. It's something else. And if you can't measure it, if we don't have the tools to measure it, then we may never know how this stuff works. And if you're just constantly chasing the dragon at one ceremony after another ceremony, and, you know, you, you wear the clothes and you, you know, you go to the shows and, and then it just becomes part of your identity that you're, you know, this psychedelic, you know, uh, consciousness cosmonaut, and then that becomes your identity, but you haven't actually done any of the practical work. Um, you may be missing the point on how this stuff is, is useful to you. I, I, I think, I think this is, you know, two or three more topics Matthew, that you're way ahead of the curve on, you know, like I, we may never know, you may be 10 or 20 or 30 years ahead on this stuff, uh, on, on how this, this, this calcium effect, um, is disrupted during ceremony. I just think it's super duper interesting. Um, yeah, I want to, can I touch on just that uh, something you said there as well as I, I don't really, as much as I talk to all these researchers and scientists and people who are always looking at the data and the white papers, I don't totally subscribe to it. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's the reason that I'm not afraid to come on here and give you my hypothesis and my theory, because I'm allowed to have intuition. I'm allowed to do my own research. And since there isn't more research because there's no money to be made, I'm still allowed to have an opinion and I'm allowed to have intuition. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, <laughs> um, the, this is, this has been such a fascinating conversation. We could probably go for hours. Um, but I, you know, a question that I like to ask around people who are, you know, um, really advocating for practice or a theory or, 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 you know, something like combo what what do what do the critics say what do the haters say about this type of of work that you do around combo and you know indigenous medicines and you know ecstatic dance like how do people poo poo it uh, i haven't had too many um backlashes or bad comments around ecstatic dance i don't know like most people just think oh whatever they're sober dancing they just kind of think it's weird but they don't really have much to say so i haven't heard anything around ecstatic dance but maybe as it grows and we keep posting on social media maybe somebody will have an opinion on that but so far i haven't heard anything about that but with combo you know like you'll have people say it's a poison i can't believe you would take a frog poison and it's and not really. It's 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 poisonous to other reptiles and predators within the Amazon. But just because you purge, I wouldn't necessarily call it a poison, especially when you see people here heal different parasitic infections or thyroid conditions or Lyme. I'm like, I don't really wouldn't necessarily classify that as a poison, but to each their own. And, you know, some of the, you know, you'll find people who are more 
straightforward, straight edge, Christian Bible. They'll mm-hmm. come in my DMs or comments and nothing against their religion, but it's just like, listen, if you ain't got nothing good to say, just scroll past. I don't really get it, but they'll say, you know, you're, you're purging. Why wouldn't you listen to your own intuition or your own body? And I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. It's not like you're literally ate a wild mushroom in the, in the forest. And it was literally about to kill you. We've done hundreds of thousands, I'm sure of these ceremonies and you know, we're good. Like, like literally we're fine. So mostly they just kind of think it's a poison and say that I'm not listening to my body. I'm like, well, tell that to all the people in the Lyme community who have tried every therapy on the market. I mean, if you've talked to some Lyme people, you know that we spent every waking minute researching every dollar. The Lyme community is actually some of the most well-researched people that I've ever found because you really fucking go through it. Like I just spent years digesting every podcast, like going to whatever doctor, maxing out credit cards, taking loans from the bank, like every little thing that I could find. I mean, I had $12,000 in dental work. I mean, just crazy stuff, just looking for an answer. So I think we're some of the most well-researched and well-educated people. And we just keep, you know, trying to find an answer. And if combo can be that answer for somebody, then that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I come again, I come up against that, that quite a lot too, you know, the questions that I ask, you know, to my, if you're listening now, so you're, you're on my team, which I appreciate you. And I love you, you know, it's for the people who, when I start talking about psychedelic practices and experiences for personal growth, um, or when I start asking important questions uh, about COVID narratives, et cetera, et cetera, when people are, you know, call me an anti-vaxxer and it's like, now it's just like, yes, it's true. I am. It's true. It's true. And I, you know, I wear it as a badge of honor now, you know, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, you know, many times, but, you know, I haven't given my kids any shots. They've never received them. They're 10 and seven and never received an injection of any sort. And you know what? they're good, they're thriving. And that bugs people. It brings into consideration their own judgment. They feel bad. They feel weird. They feel like they got duped. No, you know, it's easier to, uh, you know, to fool someone than to convince them that they're wrong, that, that Mark Twain quote. And it's, and it's okay. You know, not everybody's on the same page and that's what makes this humanity such a, such an interesting, um, race because we we can all have differing opinions and and still still love each other and coexist and thrive. Um, before I ask the 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 final question, which is a fill in the blank question, who who is combo not for? Uh, yeah, there's some contraindications. Um, a lot of people will use their discernment. So every practitioner you reach out to may or may not be comfortable with uh, working with you depending on a specific condition. But there's just some, like the biggest one for sure is like a heart condition because it does raise the heart rate. You basically uh, need to be cleared from your physician to be able to do at least 20 minutes of uh, cardio because it's kind of like the way your heart raises, your heart rate raises, it's kind of like 20 minutes of cardio. So if you're not cleared to do that, then as a practitioner, I would feel unsafe myself having you have the combo on for 20 minutes. So Mm -hmm. that's like the top of the line one. Like if you're not cleared, you have a heart condition, definitely a no. Um, I work with a lot of people sometimes that, you know, the IAKP probably wouldn't, you know, I'm a little bit more like, you know, they need this more than they don't. And so I'll work with some people that are on different 
anxiety meds and things that sometimes the IAKP wouldn't. And so, you know, that's just kind of from learning from different practitioners and asking them whether they would or wouldn't. It seems like it's almost always a yes, but you just don't have them take the medication the day of because they're going to purge it up. And then one that I hadn't had an encounter with yet, but I probably would say no, is if somebody had multiple personality disorder or borderline personality disorder, because that just brings out a whole can of worms of one person comes in, then you give the medicine and now you're talking to a completely other person or personality. And then you don't really know how stable they are. They're usually on meds that stabilize them. And so if I bring them into a tough ceremony that destabilizes them, I don't know what person I'm going to be working or entertaining afterwards. And that person could want to take you to court or want to say that you did something crazy to them. So I would probably definitely be a hard no on someone like that. I would definitely, I have calls with everybody first, you know, and feel them out, ask them questions, kind of get a feel for what they're on. They're usually almost always on something. It's kind of bizarre. Like almost everybody's on low dose anxiety med or they're on Adderall or it's always something. It's kind of wild. I mean, that's the reason they're reaching out too, you know? So you have to take that. They normally wouldn't call or try this bizarre therapy unless they had depression or had anxiety and they read online that it could help. So you do have to realize you're, you're kind of energetically inviting that in anyways, but yeah, mostly personality disorders and heart conditions for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Um, where can people find you? Where do you want to send them on the internet? They they're they're digging they're digging your jive. Where where do you want to send them? Yeah, uh, Integrative Thoughts is my podcast. Um, got a bunch of episodes over there on all the kind of the same stuff you talk about: psychedelics, biohacks. Uh, been doing more mineral balancing um, episodes lately because I'm just obsessed with it. I think it's like the best protocol of all time. I think psychedelics and minerals are the two best mechanisms at shifting consciousness, in my opinion. And I think that they have, um, minerals have uh, masculine and feminine qualities, just like medicines. And I think there's, as I keep researching the minerals, I'll keep drawing out more correlations for the plant medicines as well. And then uh, I'm integrative Matt on Instagram. That's where I do most of the social media stuff. Not really. I have on other platforms, but mostly Instagram at integrative Matt integrativethoughts.com. You can get some more information about combo or book a coaching call with me or all of my podcast episodes are on there as well. And that's kind of the main, main deal. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Here's the fill in the blank question that I love to ask. I've asked this hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, this can be pertaining to anything that you know of, you know, it doesn't have to be specific to, to combo or anything else. And you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish, but please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Everyone would benefit from knowing uh, that there's more than your 3D reality pertains to and that you actually signed an energetic contract when you came into this world to go through every exact experience that you have, whether it's chronic disease or sexual trauma or losing your job or losing your house, and that you need to realize that everything was already predetermined and you chose that. And that 
everything is meant to be a lesson and it's not meant to be turned into addiction and hardship. And a lot of the things that I used in my past, I had a lot of addictive personalities, sex, drugs, did it all, had to come off of all of it. It was tough, challenging, and now have realized that all of it was for a purpose and it's all led me to where I am today. And I now call all of it my superpower. So another thing is to just not hide it. It really is my story. The the addiction, the childhood trauma, the Lyme disease, it's what's created this story for me. It's really is why people actually listen to me. I it's not like me playing victim mentality. And I really believe that I had an energetic signature to go through all of that, to come full circle and then share my message in the way that I do. So I believe that everybody needs to look at uh, things that come up as opportunities and lessons more so than playing the victim and trying to be depressed about it. Beautiful. What a powerful message. What a great place to end. Matthew Kaufman, thank you for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks, brother. It was great.